Hello, everyone. Uh, just want to welcome you to another series on our Get Minted podcast, uh, where we empower men and women over 45 to take control of their fitness and enjoy their lives. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm actually your host for today. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about proper posture and alignment. Um, here to join us is Dr. Brand Pedersen of Positive Motion. Welcome, Dr. Pedersen. Thank you, Andrew, for having me on your podcast. Awesome. Uh, so Dr. Pedersen has been uh, a, a chiropractor in the Las Gatas area with a positive motion. Uh, he is a certified chiropractic sports physician since 2008. Um, Dr. Pedersen has, uh, specializes in sports injuries. And great thing is that he actually served on a sports medicine rotation at the U.S. Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, correct? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, Dr. Pedersen, you know, I think one of the things that we, we, we uh, when we're talking about just proper health is really posture, posture and alignment. Um, oftentimes, we feel inks, uh, aches and pains and kinks and, and realize that, hey, our body isn't really functioning or moving the way we should. Uh, so how does your service, how does chiropractic actually uh, benefit anybody who's, who's having these challenges? Yeah. You know, that's a, something that has really been a passion of mine in my practice. Uh, I think I take a different way of looking at chiropractic because I don't think that chiropractic and chiropractic adjustments themselves uh, can fix someone's posture. It is really uh, something that needs to be looked at holistically, right? So someone that says, hey, if I could, if I just went to my chiropractor twice a week, that would make me have great posture. Well, that'd be, that'd be a great fix, right? Uh, but that, that's not what we see. So my journey in that, because I treat a lot of people here in Silicon Valley that sit at computers a lot and, and you know, kind of get sucked into the computer, uh, was to say, hey, don't we know as humans how to have good posture? And what does, we look, what does it look like to get back to that? And if it was just about exercising, then uh, everyone would have great posture. An example, the, the picture behind me is uh, the gym there at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. Uh, and the first rotation that I did there, uh, USA Swimming was there. And, uh, and my gosh, to watch those guys work out, right? They'd go sure. lift weights. They'd be in the pool uh, four or five hours a day. And yet when I would look at those swimmers, we'd be sitting in the dining hall. Uh, it was not because they were some of the most fit people in the world uh, that they had fantastic posture, right? So if we could exercise our way out of having bad posture, that'd be pretty amazing. So it made me say, hey, there must be something else here. And so I traveled actually to France uh, on a journey to study with one of the world's leading experts on how to teach people uh, to re-envision what good posture looks like. I've got a video on my YouTube channel that we actually did at Mint, uh, teaching people the fundamentals of that. But it has to do with, uh, uh, if I can take a moment here, has to do with good posture is not about muscles. Uh, good posture, you have two different types of muscles in your body. Most people don't break it down this way, but it's like the white and the dark meat in a, in, in a turkey, right? Uh, and so one of those is phasic muscles. Those are the ones that you go to the gym and you work out a lot. Those are like your biceps, your triceps, quads. They can do a really huge load for a short period of time. And then we have postural muscles. Postural muscles are meant to do a really tiny load, but for like 20 hours or 30 hours or 40 hours. The problem is they can only do a tiny load. So if we don't take and put our weight and balance our weight into our bones, those postural muscles can't do it. They, they can't do their job 
of balancing you. And so those phasic muscles take over. And those phasic muscles, when they're overworked, when you ask them to not do a huge load for a short period of time, but you ask them to do a, a moderate load for a long period of time, like your upper, your lower traps, your rhomboids, things like that, they start to get tingly, achy, painful. And then you will over time just give up and kind of end up here, right? And so that's the frustration people have with trying to have good posture is that they say, gosh, if I could just exercise my postural muscles, I could get to have great posture. And that's part of the equation, but definitely not all of it. So I love to teach that to my patients at sure. in my office. Yeah, great question. Fantastic. And you know, I, I think a lot of times when, when people think chiropractors, um, you know, they think the first thing that comes to mind is you're there to crack bones and, and, and that's one thing that everyone seems to recognize, but it's obvious that chiropractic is, is much greater than that. So what, what are some level of treatments that if someone had an injury or something along those lines, what, what would be an approach that you would actually take? Yeah, you know, I think chiropractic has evolved over time, uh, just as medicine has, right? Chiropractic's over uh, 125 years old now. Uh, and I think that the chiropractic adjustment, getting joints to move good that get stuck or, or out of place, uh, it has its place. And where that place is, is if you took and, and slipped on the sidewalk, landed on your butt, your back was hurting, just kind of felt like, man, I, I'm not the same after that. Um, and that was there for two or three days. You went to a chiropractor, usually in with a chiropractic adjustment, getting the joints moving over just a, a visit or two, you can get stuff put back in place, things moving and you feel good. You go on your way. And I think that's what chiropractic was. Uh, you know, in the, let's say up until the, the 70s, 80s, 90s, where we started to spend a lot more time sedentary and things be it more at the computer, right? Uh, and with that, what I see in my practice is a lot more chronic conditions. Someone that says, gosh, I have had this hip pain or this low back pain or this shoulder pain, ankle pain, whatever it might be. Uh, and I have had this for months years, sometimes decades, I'll have people come in and say, I've had this. I just, I've tried to get rid of it. I couldn't. And those type of things do not respond to just getting chiropractic adjustments. And I wish it was that simple, but it really takes a, a multifaceted approach. And that's why I got into sports chiropractic and sports medicine, because athletes want to get fixed up quick. They want to get back and they want to have what they have resolved. They know they're probably going to get injured in the future, but let's take and clean up the stuff they've got from the past. So what we do, well, certainly chiropractic adjustments is part of it, if that looks indicated, but we really pay attention to your muscles and the fascia. A lot of times there'll be muscles that are inhibited. So there's strengthening a muscle, but then there's inhibition of a muscle. It's almost like the breaker gets tripped to you know, your circuit panel in your kitchen. And you say, mm -hmm. golly, I've never been able to use those outlets over there. Someone that knows about you know, electricity and things says, well, if you ever check the breaker panel, what's, what's a breaker panel? They go over and they check it and they flip the breaker. And all of a sudden those outlets you haven't used since Christmas, four years ago, they're working. Same thing can happen with the muscles of the body. So we do a lot of muscle testing to test and make sure that those circuit breakers are all working good. We also pay attention to the fascia. The fascia is the covering on top of everything in your body. And we can get what are called myofascial adhesions where those layers don't slide and glide past each other. And if you have those, an adjustment's not going to hold. We'll adjust you and a day later, you'll say, I felt great and then it's back. And so getting it and working, those are things like instrument assisted soft tissue mobilization, grasp and technique, things like that. Uh, and then 
helping you understand about posture and your ergonomics, but looking at it not from the perspective of, hey, you just got to bring your shoulders back and sit up straight and uh, think about it that way. Uh, but trying to re-envision like, hey, we all had great posture when we were little kids and then we lost it somewhere along the way. And so helping people understand, educate people. It's like what you guys do at Make Condition Fitness, right? You guys are doing podcasts like this to educate people and you do the, the uh, you know, monthly lectures, things like that to help people understand their body. And when, when you're talking about fascia, it's obvious, uh, you know, fascia, that concept of fascia is, is uh, becoming a little bit more mainstream in terms of knowledge for a lot of people. So people are getting into things like foam rolling and, and, and those sort. So how does um, like the, your services in terms of the grassing techniques and all that, how does that differ, uh, differ from like foam rolling uh, yeah. that someone can actually do on, on their own? Yeah. Foam roll is fantastic. I think for a couple things. One is that it gets in and helps uh, to uh, allow that fascia to glide and slide better. I'd say what, uh, and so that's the first thing. The second thing is, is it really brings your awareness to areas of your body that you might not have paid attention to. You might notice, and I'll have patients come in and say this, like, wow, I noticed that like right up here in, in this part of my pec, I feel tight. But they noticed that because they were using a trigger point ball and so they were really like getting in and, and paying attention to how different parts of their tissues felt flexibility wise, trigger point wise, things like that. Um, I'd say Graston is, um, and I hate to use the term steroids with the gym, right? But, but uh, Graston is like turbocharged or, or uh, foam rolling on steroids. What we can accomplish in a session of Graston is what someone might take a hundred sessions of foam rolling to get through. So we can really pull back time as far as the injuries and things that have laid down in the people's tissues and the flexibility that they feel and, and the pain that they get rid of is, is really exciting. Yeah. And I, I think one of the things that um, oftentimes when, when people actually are going through anything, they, they have a tendency to compensate. Um, they recognize yeah. that there might be some stiffness and there's some challenges, but they fight through it. So, yes. you know, at sometimes not a bad thing, but mm -hmm. at other times it could, cause more harm than good so yes. how can someone recognize all right this is a this is a point where this is no longer uh, a discomfort but more of a, a pain or or a, a more serious issue that uh, they might be going through yeah that's uh so fundamental i think to people not getting injured um and you know we have this body that uh i think is meant to transport our soul and our brain right Someday, maybe we'll have virtual bodies that, you know, <laughs> if the metaverse becomes all the hype that they're saying, but uh, we've got this, this body that's carrying our brain and our soul, right? And uh, being in touch with that is really, really important. So sometimes I'll have people come into my practice and they say, oh, this, this is, I'm in pain here, right? And they'll drawing this huge area. And then we really try to get down to, hey, what's that pain feel like? Because certainly when I go and work out, I love to surf. And this last week I got in the water five out of seven days because there was an amazing swell coming through. And I hurt in my muscles, some of my muscles from paddling, I don't know, 12 hours the last, <laughs> the last week. Um, that pain is fantastic. It means that I'm getting out and using my body. It's a me metabolite buildup like lactic acid in my muscles. That's great. I earned it. It made me stronger. It certainly put a smile on my face as I paddle into these waves and ride them to the beach. Um, but there's a difference between that feeling of pain and a feeling of pain that 
gosh, when I move into a certain range, even if I haven't worked that area out in a few days, that it causes pain. Or I'm rolling over in bed and my shoulder's hurting me. Or I get out of bed in the morning and I just can't straighten up right um, because my back hurts. Those are things that shouldn't be there. And when someone has those pains, but continues to work out, that's part of what makes us um, feel old. And it's part of what makes us more prone to get more injuries because when we're moving away from pain or altering our movements, like when you're in the gym and you're altering your movement because you have pain, that aberrant motion is gonna set you up to, to get injured. Interestingly, the, the Olympic Training Center, I'd say 30% of the athletes that would come into sports medicine to get treatments, I'd say, what's going on? What, what do you wanna work on today? They'd say, I feel fantastic. I just wanna make sure I'm balanced, right? So they didn't have pain. They're like, I know that my body works better, feels better, has less chance of getting injured, and that my career is going to last longer if I am tuned up like a race car, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. And, and I think, that, you know, that's definitely one of the things that uh, um, we, we have to be a little bit cognizant of, uh, as you said, and just uh, recognizing what our body's going through and, and maybe not sometimes making sure that we're not pushing the limits. Um, mm -hmm. And, and, and causing more injury than or more discomfort than there should be. You know, you said pushing the limits there. I had a new patient yesterday. She's 83 years old and she took up ice figure skating at the age of 60. She said, I wanted to try something new. And so I'm, I'm querying her, right? Like, what's the secret? How do you? And she came into me because someone hit her that was coming out of a double rotation jump mm -hmm. and crashed into her. She fell down. And her head hit the ice three times. And she says, my neck's hurting me. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you're 83 and you didn't break anything, right? I mean, yeah. we did our whole exam and this and that got in. She left feel a lot better. Uh, and the thing is, she said, I said, so what's the secret? She said, don't try. She said, always stay active. Never give up being active. And she said, don't try to do these huge leaps. She says, if you will just each day try to get a little better, a little stronger, a little bit more flexibility. She says, you'll look back in six months, a year, two years, you won't believe what you've accomplished. But it's the people that say, it's January 1st, I'm gonna get fit. I'm gonna be like I was when I was 20, let's do this. And they get in and six weeks later, they're broken. Yeah. And they spend the rest of the year trying to get unbroken, right? Yeah. And if they would have got on this, and you guys are great at this and taking people in progression, right? And that's the thing, if every day we get a little bit better, that's how we, that's how we stay on this journey and keep, Keep, keep getting, feeling younger every day. I couldn't believe her, 83 years old. <laughs> and that's, and absolutely, and that's the, the benefit is just making sure that we're taking care of ourselves correctly. And, and, and as you said, just, and as, as she said, is just yes. taking small steps. And yes. I would say, enjoy the journey as opposed to just looking at the, the end result. Um, absolutely. That, that progression is gonna make a, a big difference. Um, so when, when someone is going through uh, some challenges or, or going through a workout and they start to notice that maybe their body's not working the way they should and, and um, moving, not moving the way uh, they, they, the body's designed to move or feeling a little bit stiffer, um, what are some preventative measures that someone can actually take to make sure that they don't fall into a trap of actually getting to a point of, of injury or or restriction? Yeah. I think first off, when you're working with someone like the coaches at, at Mint Condition Fitness, right, that you are really 
communicating that with the coach, because although the coaches are amazing, they don't have VSP, right? And so if you're starting to feel something or, and, and it doesn't have to be pain, it can be that you feel imbalanced. Like when I do this exercise, I, I feel a pull on my left calf, but I don't feel it on the right side. That's something you should let your coach know, right? Um, because that's saying, hey, there's less flexibility, that kind of thing. And they can target trying to get that balance back in your body. Uh, it is really important to avoid injury that we warm up. And I think a lot of times warm up gets mixed up with, with stretching, um, but actually taking the temperature of your tissues and raising those a little bit, wearing a sweatsuit kind of thing, um, and, and getting those tissues so they're a little bit warmer makes them so that they are more uh, flexible. So you're going to put less load uh, or more, less um, dynamic load that's going to injure your tendons and stuff if they are warmer. So that's going to help us prevent some of the tendonitis and things that can end up showing up and, and causing real pain for people. Staying really hydrated um, is fantastic, right? Um, and then I think stuff to avoid injuries uh, is really paying attention when you do your workouts that they are varied, right? That we don't just groove in like, you know, and you'll see this with people on machines, right? Where I'm just going to sit there and do the, this machine, right? But with that, yes, I might be working my biceps and, and uh, brachioradialis, things like that. But I'm not taking all of these supporting muscles. There's 650 muscles in the body. And most people that go to the gym are working like 30 of them. Mm -hmm. Well, what about those other 620 or 600, right? And those are the things that when you uh, are walking in San Francisco on a cold, windy night, going out to a nice dinner and some good shoes, and you step off that curb and you land a little funky, those are the muscles that make it so that you don't trip or fall or roll your ankle or tweak your knee, right? Because when we get injured, a lot of times it isn't people thinking they're, they're, just, they're just out on a date with their wife, you know, and they're not thinking about these things. So in our, ex in our exercises, really making sure that we're varied, that we're working balanced sense, that we're working these little tiny muscles that we go, my God, I can't believe I worked that yesterday in my workout. That'll really help people. Yeah, that's uh, that's great, and and you're you're right. It's uh, six hundred fifty. I, or six hundred thirty, whatever that count is. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a lot of of, of different muscle uh, that's allowing us to do all the daily functions that we want to do, and and most definitely that many of them we do not address or or don't even realize that hey, that's an area that we should improve on to keep us strong. Yeah. Um, now, with that said, um, you know sometimes injuries do occur. Sometimes uh, it's unavoidable. It just happens. So at, uh, what are some signs to look for to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to need some professional assistance or professional help in terms of helping me to recover? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say that if you have a little bit of pain that's coming on non-acute, right? If you take and you, and you, um, you know, fall off your roof, should go and get checked out. You bounce off the ice with your head a few times when you're ice skating. Uh, but if you have something that shows up and that it's there for weeks or, or a month and it's not getting better, um, that's, that's the time to go and get some professional advice, um, whether that's with a good sports chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a chiropractor, uh, an MD, that kind of thing. But get in and get it checked out and figure out what's going on. You know, in my office, it's taboo to say, I'm just getting old because I don't see that. I, I don't see, I see people that will take care of themselves 
that won't put up with, gosh, stuff is hurting me, mm-hmm. that won't put up with that, that haven't bought into this thing of I'm just getting old. And I show, I've got this picture in my office of this. It was the centurion edition of Time Magazine. And it's this gentleman, he's water skiing. And he's a hundred years old. And that's what I think the human body can do. If we will take care of it, we'll listen to it. We'll keep it balanced. We'll also approach health in a way that's not, um, I see this more in men than women, but where they'll say, uh, I'm not hurt enough to go to the doctor, right? I'm hurt. I get up every day and I'm in pain or when I do X, Y, or Z, it causes me pain, but it's not bad enough yet to go to the doctor. And so they will live with it. I mean, I'd say the average of when people come in to see me is a year or more that they've had their pain. And usually our treatment plan is usually about four weeks for someone like that. In four weeks, they are usually where their pain, because we go back and track it with them and they grade how they're doing on all of their goals. And we're usually 80, 90, 100% of that pain is gone in four weeks. And it's like, why did you put up with this? Right? But I think in, in Western medicine, we say, well, I don't want to have surgery and I don't really want to be on pain meds and I don't really want to get injections. And so they think those are the options and they don't want to do those options. So they just put up with being in pain. And that can make people start to believe I'm just getting old. Sure. My oldest patient's 101. It's amazing, right? I mean, it's, and, and I don't see the fitness and the pain level of someone that's 30 is always better than someone that's 70. I honestly would put some of my 70, 60, 50 year old patients against my patients that are under 30. And I think they'd win. So it, yeah. it, it, it's what you do with this body. And I know you guys, you guys count that all the time. Right. Yeah. I think it's uh, that, that concept, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But you know, the, the, if, if you only have this one body, <laughs> you better make sure it's like yeah. your teeth, right? I think dentists have done a good job of that. They could, they'd make more money if they just said, when your teeth just ache so bad, you wrap the, whatever, <laughs> wrap the cloth and you are in just agonizing pain, come in and we'll give you a root canal. That'd make dentists tons more money than saying, Hey, come and see us every three to six months to get a cleaning and a checkup and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, the, but in mostly in medicine and in, in, in taking care of our muscles and joints, most people don't see it that way. Some yeah. people do. Right. But we only get this one body and mm-hmm. it, and hopefully it lasts us a hundred years and we are excited to get out and dance and play and adventure and vacation when we're 80 and 90. Right. Instead mm-hmm. of saying those years are past me, I, I can just sit here on this, on this couch, you know? Yeah, and I think uh, one of the big things is for for all of us is it's not so much about the pain tolerance or dis- discomfort. Uh, your your body's designed to move specific ways. So yes. if we feel that we're not able to move, or we're feeling, um, as you said, a, a, an acute or, or chronic discomfort that's that's lasting for a period of time. That means something's wrong. Um, yes. And, yes. And when something is wrong, address it sooner than later. Because addressing yeah. this is going to ensure that we're able to do the things that we love for a much longer period of time. Yeah. What if we took and flipped it and said, what a great gift pain is, right? Mm-hmm. What a great gift that the check engine light on your car is there, right? Instead of an annoyance, like I don't want to buy a new car because I didn't know that one of my f- 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 uh, fluids got low, right? This little light comes on. 
I go, wow, I better get it checked. I take it to the mechanic. They look at the little code and they say, oh, your radiator is whatever. I'm not a mechanic, right? <laughs> but if that, but what a lot of people do is that check engine light on their body comes on in the form of pain and they take a little piece of duct tape and they put it over the check engine light, right? Maybe that's their daily ad bill that they take. Yeah. And, and what would that do to a car if you said, I'm not paying any attention to this, right? You'd have your car for another three months or six months, and then the engine would be gone. And they'd say, oh, you need to put in a new $15,000 engine, right? And maybe you could do that, but you can't do that with your body, right? Sure. So pain is a gift that we actually have. It is this warning system. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, and longevity, good health is, is really, it's twofold. One is making sure that we take care of ourselves. Um, whether through exercise or uh, proper treatment, uh, if there's something that goes wrong. Um, but as uh, just like a car, uh, the better you maintain the car, the less serious issues you have down the road. Um, and the only difference is with the car, it's replaceable. Yeah. With our body, it's. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, that's, I, Absolutely love that analogy in terms of what you just said. And, and I think it's it's true for many of us. It may be more so for us men, um, but uh, nonetheless, it, it is definitely something that, that we wanna always make sure that we address uh, so the problem doesn't become greater. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, Dr. Patterson, I love uh, what you have shared. Uh, appreciate your time. Um, and appreciate all the information that you've provided. Uh, for anybody out there who is interested in coming to our monthly mint clinics, uh, February 19th is our next one. And our guest speaker is this person right here, Dr. Pedersen, who will be talking about shoulder discomfort, shoulder pains, and, and how to address that and, and get better in regards to that. Um, just to, to finish up, where's your office located? Yeah, I'm on Los Gatos Boulevard, uh, kind of across the across Los Gatos Boulevard from Whole Foods there, Excellent. and uh, yeah, yeah. And then for your for your viewers here, um, kind of education I think is is fundamental to us uh, to us inhabiting this body and keeping it so it works good. So thanks for the opportunity to be on this podcast. I've got a YouTube channel where I share that stuff. We're uh, nearing fifty thousand subscribers, and I've got four and a half million views now. And I love the fact that I can help educate people all around the world about their body and keeping their body working good. Education is fundamental to that. Um, If anyone wants to check that out, it's on YouTube. It's Positive Motion Cairo. C-H-I-R-O is the name of the channel. You can put in Positive Motion Chiropractic. You'll probably come up there too. Um, And then we've got, we're throwing stuff on Instagram a lot, uh, helping educate people. And that's uh, our channel. It's Positive Motion. Fantastic. Uh, Yeah. Well, I appreciate all of that. And we'll get that information out to everybody so they have that information available for them. And we look forward to seeing you in person on the 19th of February. Right on. Thank you so much, Andrew, for this opportunity. Well, thank everybody for joining us for this particular podcast. And we thank Dr. Pedersen once again for coming on as our guest, uh, guest here. And we look forward to seeing everybody for the next one. Thank you. <laughs>